The Bible prophesies the United States will not be part of the end time world government and that powers will swing to the European Union and that will be the power base of the Antichrist and the false prophet. Is the Afghanistan debacle part of the ongoing fulfillment of this prophecy? We will analyze this topic on today's edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. And wow, is there a lot in the news right now. Very important. There's the the possibility of the World War III scenarios lining up with Bible prophecy. You see what's going on in Afghanistan, many other things, and... Well, I'll be talking about that as far as the world governing scenarios and different things. But you've got the World War III scenario in the Middle East region. And then what I want to, and another thing that I need to mention probably is the, um, we need to keep the people in Afghanistan, the Christians, the, our military, all these different individuals in our prayers because they are put in a, a horrible situation because of this debacle going on with the um, our military pulling out of Afghanistan. You know what's going on in Kabul and the, the airport and different things there. We just had a, two bombings. I think there may be three confirmed bombings now. Um, one of them was a suicide bomber. One of them was a car bomb. And it killed, I think, 10 confirmed um, of our military uh, gentlemen, and then um, I think like 40 or 50 other people in the airport there. So just a horrible situation going on there. People trying to get out of Afghanistan. What a debacle this has turned out to be. And it's really showing the weakness of America. The international community is looking at us like, what in the world is the United States doing? They're supposed to be a leader. But boy, are they weak right now. We're looking very weak and diminished on the world stage. But that's actually a fulfillment, an ongoing fulfillment of Bible prophecy. You understand? And I'll get into it today. So definitely pray for our military, Christians, the, um, the people of Afghanistan. Remember them in their prayers. Um, just a horrible situation And we want to ask God to keep his hands upon them because there are people over there that are not, um, they don't think with a rational mind. I mean, a suicide bomber, not thinking with a rational mind. Those people think, hey, to be martyred, I'm going to go straight to heaven. But that's not what happens. That's not what the Bible says. So not thinking with a rational mind, it just, you can't deal with people like that who aren't afraid to die. And so that's what they're trying to deal with, with this horrible situation. But let me get into the, my, my program today because modern diplomacy, it's a news source. They published an article, the new world order, 
the conspiracy theory and the power of the internet. Do you think the new world order, the world government is a conspiracy theory? It absolutely is not a conspiracy theory. The article says the Illuminati, a mysterious international organization made up of the world's top political and social elites, controls the workings of the entire world behind the scenes. This is the world's most famous conspiracy theory about the new world order. Now, I want you to understand, folks, this is why it is absolutely essential that you make sure you are listening to good news sources throughout the end time. Because you've got articles like this one that says, hey, the new world order, the world government, people running this thing behind the scenes, it's a complete hoax. And if you were not educated, you were not educated in high school and college on these things. So if you did not have the education and know what the prophecy said, you would say, well, maybe it is a hoax. I've heard about these different conspiracy theories for years, and there are conspiracy theories out there. But the Bible says, during the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God shall be strong into exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. So there will be people who have sought this stuff out, that have good news sources, and that have studied their Bible, they know what's coming, and it's going to be a great source of information and instruction throughout the end time. And so this article says, for hundreds of years, legends about the Illuminati have been spread, and many people currently believe that the Illuminati still exists. Now, the article is saying this is all a hoax, right? It goes on to say, it is believed that the Illuminati operate in various fields such as global politics, military affairs, finance, and mass media, and control the historical process of the entire world. Now, they're making it out like that's a hoax, but I'm here to tell you that's absolutely what's happening. There's no hoax to that, and I'm going to prove it to you in just a moment. The article goes on to say, and I just pulled some excerpts out of this article because you had to hear it. The article goes on to say the ultimate goal. Now, they're making light of all this, okay? They're making like, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. This is a hoax. Don't pay any attention to it. But they say the ultimate goal is for this Illuminati, this conspiracy theory, to establish a new world order. And they say, they article says nobody can prove it, but many people believe it. This is the greatest paradox about conspiracy theories. And the New World Order conspiracy theory has been circulating for a long time and is full of mysterious theories that, however, convince many people who are powerless and dissatisfied with the current state of the world. Now, this is what you're getting from news media, folks. They want to make it out like, oh, that's not, none of that stuff's true. Just, you know, shelve that Uh, concept. It's a conspiracy theory. Don't pay any attention to it, even though it's very, very real. They say, the article says, the Illuminati who advocate the establishment of the New World Order through the planning of a series of political and financial events, the, the financial tsunami of 2007 to 2008 is said to have been planned by the Illuminati. They attempt to influence the course of the world history and ultimately establish an authoritarian world government. Now, 
this article is saying that this, the article from Modern Diplomacy is saying this is all a hoax, all conspiracy theory. But listen to me very closely, everybody. This world order, this world government that they're saying is a hoax was prophesied about 2,000 years ago and is as real as it gets. And so I'm going to get fairly deep off into the establishment of a world government here for just a moment, but I'm also going to be talking about the prophecy of the United States diminishing on the world stage, which could play into Afghanistan. You'll see as I go through here and power swinging over to Europe and they will usurp authority eventually over this world governing body. We'll talk about it when we get back. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. The seven vials are coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Bible prophecy shows us that each of these judgments will be far worse than anything imaginable. The good news is there is hope. In our brand new video, learn how to be immune from these gruesome judgments and have peace in the end time. This month only, get our new DVD, The Seven Vials, with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. This offer is only valid through the end of the month. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call 800-END-TIME. So we're going to get back to this and, and see if we can prove. The article says the New World Order, the world government, is a complete hoax. Well, I'm going to prove to you that it's absolutely real. It's as real as it gets. But before I do, i got a special announcement. I am going to be doing a prophecy conference in Fort Worth, Texas this weekend on Saturday night, August 28th from 6 to 8 p.m., I'll be teaching the big timeline, the future according to Bible prophecy. And you won't want to miss that. It's at the Pentecostals of Fort Worth, 10,264 West Point Boulevard, Fort Worth, Texas. Sunday morning from 10 to 12. I'll be going through the breaking prophetic fulfillments. We'll have a time of Q&A. It's always a great time. And our conferences have been, last weekend our, our conference was packed out and there were people sitting all across the back wall. So thank you guys for showing up to our conferences. 
Um, again, we'll be at the Pentecostals of Fort Worth, 10264 Fort Worth, Texas. And all the information is on our website under the endtime.com, the events, and then the conferences tab. Look forward to seeing you in Fort Worth. Last year we had a great conference. Tons of people showed up. It was awesome. And look forward to seeing you this Saturday evening and Sunday morning over in Fort Worth. Now, back to the supposed hoax of the New World Order and the world government. I got two more excerpts from this article from the Modern Diplomacy. They said the New World Order, the conspiracy theory, and the power of the Internet. Well, they say, and I'm quoting, supporters of the New World Order theory, it's not a theory, folks, believe that even the powerful United States government is now just a puppet government. That's absolutely true. If you follow this stuff at all, Joe Biden is just a mouthpiece, okay? Do you think he writes all the big speeches that he gives? Do you think that um, he knows what he's doing as far as uh, all the diplomacy and all of the working, all of the different um, governmental uh, offices and all the different things he has to be over? Are you confident that Joe Biden is pulling the strings? I know that I'm not. So he's just a puppet, folks. He's doing what he's told. And that's why they, they've got to have a guy in the office that does that. You do what you're told. Because most of the people running, the, running the, um, this world government, you'll never know their name. But the article goes on to say, while another shadow government, they say that the, um, the, the government of the United States is just a puppet, puppets on a string, while another shadow government made up of a few people make decisions that will change the fate of the planet. All of this is true. They're saying it's a complete hoax. All of this is true, everybody. And the final excerpts from the article says this. No one has substantial evidence to prove that the Illuminati actually exist, or this, or the establishment, or the deep state, or this new world order. They're saying it's all a complete hoax. But is that true? Well, you understand that the term New World Order, which this article from Modern Diplomacy says is a hoax, is written on the back of our U.S. dollar bill. And the ironic thing is that it's not written in English. I mean, I've spent many of those dollar bills over the years. Had I not known this information, I would have thought, nah, it's just some ribbon under the all-seeing eye, uh, uh, under the pyramid with the all-seeing eye, right? It's not written in English. You'll find that it's written in Latin. Inside that ribbon, below the pyramid, look on the back of your $1 bill. There's a big ribbon under the pyramid with the all-seeing eye. It says, Novus Ordo Seclorum. The word novus means new. The word ordo means order, and the word seclorum means secular or world. You say, well, why in the world is the term, this, this term written on the back of our U.S. dollar bill, United States of America, but New World Order's on our dollar bill? Well, it's been there since 1935. It's put there by U.S. President Franklin D. Roosevelt. Of course, Roosevelt dreamed of building a one-world governing system, and he was the driving force behind the establishment of the United Nations, which was established back in 1945. So, 
This article from Modern Diplomacy says, well, hey, the world government, this um, new world order, it's all just a hoax. Don't pay any attention to it. But I'm here to tell you today, it's absolutely real. If it's a hoax, why is new world order on our $1 bill? And so when they're talking about this Illuminati, this establishment, this deep state, this cabal, there are articles that are then people trying to make you out to believe that it's theory. It's just conspiracy theory. But listen at this quote. You remember, if you've studied some of this, in his memoirs by David Rockefeller, I think it was on uh, page 405, uh, published back in 2002, David Rockefeller. He was a chairman of the board Chase, of the board of Chase Bank. He actually said this, and I'm quoting. I pulled the quote. He says, hey, some even believe that we, the Rockefeller family, are part of a secret cabal working against the best interest of the United States, characterizing my family at the Rockefeller family and me as internationalists, or I would say part of this Illuminati, this deep state, the establishment, internationalist, and the, art, the um, quote goes on, and of conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. He says, one world, if you will. He says, if that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. That's a quote taken directly from the memoirs of David Rockefeller written back in 2002. Now, this article says, but the New World Order, the conspiracy theory, it's just all propaganda, right? It's just all um, a, a theory, a figment of somebody's imagination. That's not true. David Rockefeller said, hey, yes, absolutely my family's part of this cabal. They're not trying to hide it. Not if you dig a little bit and discover some of these things. So I wanted to come to you today because the Bible prophesies there will be a world government. The United States will not be part of it and that powers will swing from the United States. Our um, stance as the global leader will diminish over time and powers will swing to Europe. He said, well, how can you tile that af- into this Afghanistan debacle? Okay, just buckle your seatbelts because here we go. Global elites have been for decades working to create a world governing body. And this goal, the goal is a a global governing system so all-inclusive, minutely detailed, it will control all aspects of every person's life. And the intention is to eventually regulate all individual production and consumption patterns. Everything you do in your life, that's what they want to control. With the ultimate objective of thought manipulation and and in absolute obedience and allegiance to this one world governing body and the the antichrist that's where the all this is headed everything rockefeller and all these guys were trying to do that's where we're headed the antichrist will eventually usurp authority over an already fully functioning world governing body so the outcome of these efforts is the formation of international institutions specifically designed to govern the world. You would recognize many of them. Um, They're very recognizable organizations. The United Nations, International Monetary Fund, International Criminal Court, 
the World Bank, World Health Organization, the World Trade Organization, the, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO. That's just a very few. There's a giant list of them. They're all created to govern the planet, not the United States, or not Russia, not China, not Israel. No, no. They're, they're, all of those institutions, huge to govern the planet, the World Health Organization. Okay? So, is this new world order, this world government, that's just a figment of imagination, right? No, it's very, very real. The United Nations is the seat of that world governing body. I may have mentioned this yesterday before we had the huge debacle here in our studio, but that's done now, (laughs) thankfully. But back in 2012... Fenn Olser-Hampton, Paul Heimbecker, and Gordon Smith of the Ontario-based Center for International Governance Innovation, they contributed their thoughts about the role of the United Nations and the future of global governance in a feature of the Council on Foreign Relations Council of Councils. It was an initiative that they had put together. I'm going to pull, I pulled a quote from that because I want you to hear this. You understand the United Nations Charter was written by a man named Alger Hiss. He was a communist spy. Created the United Nations to be a communist, one world governing body. And that's what the charter was designed the, the United Nations to be. Okay, so here's the quote. They said, as we adapt to emerging global threats... Let's not lose the sight of what we have achieved. The United Nations has largely fulfilled the chartered goals. The chartered goals, communistic one world governing body, established in San Francisco back in 1945. And in doing so, has spawned an extensive body. I just read to you a few of them of international laws, treaties, norms, practices, and institutions. World Health Organization, World Bank the United Nations, all these different institutions that govern most facets of interstate relations. With these applications, the United Nations Charter has become, here it is, they created it to be a one-world governing body, a communistic world-governing body. They actually said, after the, in this big initiative that they put out, that the United Nations Charter has become the world's central operating system the motherboard of global governance. They're not even trying to hide what they're doing. But yet this article from Modern Diplomacy said, hey, all this is just a, that's a figment of imagination. There's no such thing as a new world order or this world government. Well, that's absolutely not true, folks. You got to make sure you've got good news sources that you can follow in the end time. This thing says, this um, article says that the motherboard of global governance, the United Nations Charter, making it possible for ideas such as the Millennium Development Goals, which are now the Sustainable Development Goals, to become policy drivers. And for other organizations, NATO, the G8 and the G20, and civil society to function more effectively. So the plan to govern the world and its citizens is definitely progressing rapidly, isn't it? I mean, the new world order, think about this. You've got articles and people that are saying, that's just a figment of your imagination. But you and I both know that it's absolutely true. And you need to be able to prove it because it's a 2,000 year old Bible prophecy. So let's talk about it. 
The New World Order. What is what happened? How did this all come about? Well, after World War II, the United Nations led the efforts to create this New World Order. Or I should say the United States. And for the last seven plus decades, we have been the principal driver of this world governing body. Every single administration since the founding of the United Nations, whether Republican or Democrat, up until President Donald Trump took office, was fully, fully supported the New World Order and the United Nations. Now, they've, they wield, you understand, they wielded vast amounts of international power. I mean, along with the other four victor nations of World War II, which were, um, well, let's see, China, France, Russia, the United Kingdom, and the United States, there were five victor nations. They are the five permanent members of the UN, United Nations Security Council. And they have veto power over any Security Council resolution. That's the only way the United States would get on board with it is if we were given veto power. Well, when we were given veto power, then China and the United Kingdom and um, the, all of these were the, the, the big five, they were um, given, they said, well, we want veto power as well. And so that's how the five got it. Well, the United States is intricately involved in the establishment or has been up until um, of this world, the establishment of this world governing system. And over the last, what, 75, 76 years now, the world has looked to America for leadership in the implementation of this new world order agenda. And until recently, we've been the leader of not just the United Nations or NATO, but all of the multilateral institutions designed to govern the planet. However, Bible prophecy foretells a complete different political atmosphere in the end time. According to the prophecies of the Bible, there will be a world government established just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, but the United States will not be in full compliance with its agenda. So you say, well, prophesied world government. Explain that. Okay. So... 650 years before John wrote the book of Revelation, the prophet Daniel was given a vision of four beasts that represented kingdoms or nations that would exist at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Those four beasts described in Daniel 7 verses 4 through 7 and the modern nations they symbolize are... um, Okay, I'm going to hold right here because I want to make sure that we don't... I don't cut this in half. But we're talking about a twenty over a 2,500-year-old prophecy. Daniel prophesied about nations that would be on the earth just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. You understand that this prophecy has already been fulfilled. Those nations are here, and I will explain that when we get back. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Roberts. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End Time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So in Daniel 7, there's four beasts that symbolize modern nations. The first one, a lion with eagle's wings. That's Great Britain and the United States. I'm going to go through this pretty quick now, so I think most all of you all have heard this. But a bear, Russia, modern-day nation of Russia, a four-headed leopard, Germany, and a ten-horned beast, which we know is the reborn Holy Roman Empire or the current European Union. Well... When John wrote the book of Revelation, he used these same symbols or nations to describe the end-time world government. um, In John's account, the four separate beasts or nations of Daniel 7 have federalized into a one large global governing body. And the interpretation goes like, um, let me see if I can quote it. So, and I stood upon the sand of the sea, saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads, ten horns. And on his horns, which would symbolize the European Union, were ten crowns. Upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, the body of the leopard, Germany. Feet as the feet of the bear, Russia. These are the nations going to be involved now. His mouth is the mouth of the lion, Great Britain. And the dragon gave him his seat, power, and great authority. The dragon, Satan. That's Revelation um, 13, 1 and 2. So... This is a 2,000-year-old prophecy of the world government that is currently being established. However, something's missing, right? The United States. The eagle's wings, symbolic of the United States all the way back in Daniel 7, are not mentioned in that combo beast of Revelation 13. And this indicates that the United States will not be included in the world government of the end time. So think about what's going on in the world right now. This new world order, world government that we talked about early on, that the United States would not be part. But you said, well, Dave, the, the United States, is, you said, would be the, is, has been the principal driver. That is correct. 
But the Bible says that's not how it's going to end up. So this and other prophecies indicate that world dominance will have shifted from the United States to the powers of Europe. Now, I want you to think about this as I go through some of the things that are going on in Afghanistan. Now, let me repeat that statement. This and other prophecies indicate that world dominance will have shifted from the United States to the, over to the powers of Europe. So the, over time, this left us with a few questions. I mean, obviously, since we have been presently been the leader of the world government, how is this shift in power from the United States to Europe going to happen? Is the United States going to be wiped out in World War III? We, we asked that question for many years. Or would we be brought to our knees to the point and become a non-factor on the world stage? Or on the other hand, will we perhaps go into maybe isolation? But there is a scripture that helps us answer these questions. Back in Revelation 12, jump back one chapter, is the only other place that eagle's wings are mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible. And or I should say of the end time. Revelation 12, 13 says the dragon will persecute a woman. The dragon, Satan, will persecute a woman with 12 stars around her head. The woman is Israel in Revelation 12. The 12 stars symbolize the 12 tribes of Israel. That's not depicting Mary there. Okay? According to Revelation 13, the dragon or Satan will use the Antichrist and his world governing system to do the persecuting here. But John tells us in the next verse, this would be Revelation 12, 14, that Israel will be protected during the Great Tribulation, which will occur during the final three and a half years immediately preceding the second coming of Jesus Christ. Revelation 12, 14 says, and to the woman, who's the woman Israel, were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, which is Israel, where she is nourished for a time, time and half a times from the face of the serpent. Um, that's the, and so that's the great tribulation. So a clear understanding of Revelation 12 and chapter 13 has allowed us to be absolutely sure of two things. The United States will stand with Israel and protect Israel from the world government in the end time. And the United States will not be part of the world government and therefore will not come under the reign of the Antichrist. Now, that's great news, right? So let's talk about the America's exit because I think we're watching this happening. Started under Trump, but it's actually continuing under Biden. Look at what's going on in Afghanistan and the international community, how they're looking at the Biden administration in the United States and this horrible debacle that's happened in Afghanistan. They see us with a, um, as a nation of, as a weak nation, diminishing on the world stage. This is exactly what, ha- what the Bible says is going to happen. So from the signing of the United Nations charter back in 1945 until the 2016 presidential election. It was clear the United States was in full compliance with the world governing system. Some presidents really, they proceeded cautiously while others just blundered forward and they were drunk on the dreams of a fully functioning world governing system. But no matter who was in the office, at the end of their administration, we still seem to be headed in the same direction in, full, in, in compliance with the world governing body. However, knowing that the prophecies foretell America's absence 
Remember, America is not mentioned in the world governing beast in Revelation 13. So prophecy foretells America's absence from the world governing system and the rate at which end time prophecy is being fulfilled. We knew, Irvin Baxter and I talked about this for years, we knew that something in Washington's political atmosphere had to change and change soon. Well, it did with when President Trump came in office, okay? I mean, before he got in office, he starts talking against the establishment, against the deep state. Well, we're sitting there going, hold on a minute, that's the new world order. And he's talking against it. Well, with President Trump, the international community hated him because he wouldn't play ball with their world governing body. But they respected him because he operated from a position of putting America first and from a position of strength. You do this, we'll bomb you. I mean, he just, everybody knew where he stood. He was anti-world government and it showed. But they had to respect him because he operated from a position of strength. Now, I don't agree with 100% of everything he did, but I'm telling you that's what happened under the Trump administration. However, under the Biden administration, especially with this Afghanistan debacle, America appears weak to the international community And our allies are questioning whether they can even count on us when the chips are down. So there's some news articles, even from CNN, and I almost never look at CNN. But sometimes I'll read it just to see what the other side's saying. But CNN actually said, so Joe Biden actually has his own quote unquote people turning on him. CNN said that at the Afghan, Afghanistan withdrawal leaves allies, our United States allies, to face harsh realities of the United States departure from the world stage. What's the Bible say? The United States is not going to be, in, be part of the world government in the end time. The CNN actually said the sudden fall of Kabul and the Taliban's near total takeover of, of Afghanistan has left many of America's long-standing partners wondering what will become of the value-based U.S.-led international order. All because of Afghanistan. If you're go- it's like king of the hill. Whoever shows the most strength, they're the king of the hill. Well, guess what? We're not showing strength at all. They hated Donald Trump, but they had to respect him because of the strength that he showed. But guess what they're talking about with Joe Biden and how they're looking at the United States. So while President Joe Biden's withdrawal of troops by August 31st is, they say, is inevitable. The speed at which the situation descended into chaos and the White House's lack of contrition and flexibility has left our allies totally spinning right now. Imagine being an ally of the United States and hearing that, get this everybody, according to the watchdog group, open the books, that the U.S. military is leaving behind 75,000 vehicles, 600,000 weapons, and 208 airplanes and helicopters. Just before I walked on the air today, I saw a video of the Taliban in one of our Black Hawk helicopters going down a runway because we just abandoned that stuff. I saw another video of just stacks of American rifles 
that the Taliban were loading into a big truck to disperse. Now, all of this is happening under the, the Biden administration, everybody. It sits right in their lap. So we're leaving this stuff in Afghanistan as the Taliban takes control of the country. The Heritage Foundation, they actually said that Joe Biden in the, has been a monumental disaster. The, the fall of Kabul to the Taliban following the U.S. withdrawal from the Afghanistan is a humiliation for the world's superpower. Now, folks, the international community is viewing us as weak. What does the Bible say is going to happen? That we will diminish from the leader of the world stage. Powers will swing over to Europe. Biden's team, this article um, actually said that Biden's team promised to restore America's credibility and following the supposed unpredictability of the Trump years, right? But instead, they now look like a bunch of amateurs. This is from the Heritage Foundation. And that it would be up to the next president to clean up the mess the Biden administration leaves and restore U.S. leadership on the global stage. I don't know if that will ever happen again. According to the prophecies of the Bible, we're not going to be involved in the world government. We're not going to be especially the leader of it. The Heritage Foundation article says that the past few days have been among the most painful in over half a century for the United States on the international stage. The fall of Kabul to the Taliban following the U.S. withdrawal of Afghanistan is a humiliation for the United States. It may take decades before America's standing is restored. I don't know if it ever will. And faith in American leadership is fully revived. The fallout from Afghanistan will exceed even that which followed the end of the Vietnam War, not only in terms of the damage to America's self-confidence, but also the threat that it will pose to its security. The Taliban will inevitably turn their country once again into a safe haven for Al-Qaeda and other terrorist groups to strike against the U.S. Um, NATO Uh, has already been undermined and the retreat from Afghanistan has weakened the alliance and squandered nearly 20 years of collective effort by its 30 members. As commander-in-chief, Joe Biden carries ultimate responsibility for a decision that will haunt America for a generation or more. And his legacy will be, according to the Heritage Foundation, one of failure, exceedingly poor judgment, staggering incompetence. And his advisors, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, must also shoulder some of the blame. And so you can see, I'm I'm watching this from a big picture scenario here, a prophetic picture And looking at what the Bible says about the United States and our role in the end time, along with the world government and Europe, and I'll get to Europe in the next segment here, we'll discuss from the Afghanistan perspective. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one. Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations 
you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. So <clears throat> I'm continuing with this Heritage article because you've got to hear this. Upon entering office, Biden's team promised to restore America's credibility, right? Following the supposed unpredictability of the Trump years. But instead, they said they now look like a bunch of amateurs and they um, outplayed by the Taliban. I want to make sure you get this. A movement frequently depicted as living in the dark ages. The handling of Afghanistan has been so bad that even Biden's cheerleaders in the left wing U.S. media, CNN, The Washington Post, they've loudly denounced him. So it's just it's one of the worst debacles. But unfortunately, the, the Afghanistan debacle is not an aberration for the Biden presidency. It exemplifies the Biden approach on practically every foreign policy front. The Democratic presidency is driving U.S. decline. Okay. Now, what's the Bible says is going to happen? We're going to diminish off the world stage. We're not going to be part of the world government or actually not, maybe just not in full compliance with it, which is a good thing for us. I'm happy, but I don't want to, I don't want a position of weakness. Donald Trump was doing it from a position of strength. They had to respect us. That's not what's happening right now. On a visit to London this past week, a writer from the Heritage Foundation met with British officials and MPs and was struck by the tremendous disillusionment expressed with the Biden administration, a sentiment that was shared by many of their counterparts in the European Union, especially in um, Eastern and Central Europe. As one of the senior British, British politicians put it, that Biden makes Barack Obama, whose own advisors famously boasted of America leading from behind, look like a wartime leader, FDR, by comparison. From Biden's disgraceful surrender to Moscow over the, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to his shameless appeasement of the Iranian regime in his doomed efforts to revive the flawed and failed nuclear deal, this is a president who kowtows to America's enemies while kicking U.S. allies such as Israel and Poland. Now, I, I, know, I, I don't want to just sit here and rail on Biden, 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 but the thing is, everybody, you've got to understand how this could lead to, this could be the ongoing fulfillment of Bible prophecy where the United States would not be part of the, the leader of the world governing body in the end time. We've got to diminish off that stage. So even the special relationship is under threat as the White House puts a, a U.S.-U.K. trade deal on ice while arrogantly lecturing Britain, uh, Brexit Britain over the Northern Ireland Protocol. So the key beneficiaries of Biden's weak-kneed approach have been China and Russia, who are no doubt relishing the disarray in Washington and cheering the sight of U.S. personnel fleeing the, uh, personnel fleeing the Afghan capital. Both Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping of China have grown stronger since Biden entered the Oval Office. 
they sense an opportunity in his weakness and grow more assertive by the day. We've never been doing this under, let's say, a Trump uh, presidency. Biden's presidency has been a monumental disaster at home, too, from its appalling handling of the you understand folks the international community is watching what we're doing we've they've looked to us as the leader of this world governing body the new world order for seven plus decades now they're watching as an administration is in there totally weak and from uh, they're watching the appalling handling of our massive border crisis to saddling the American people with trillions of dollars of additional debt that it is, and that it's losing any credibility while undermining American power globally, the Biden-Harris administration, the most left-wing in U.S. history, has presided over a surge of illegal border crossings with more than a million migrants entering the United States this year through the southern border with Mexico. The de facto open borders approach of the Biden White House is so extreme that even the most socialist and liberal of European governments would dare not go down the same path. The tragedy in Afghanistan should be, should and is going to be a wake-up call for the American allies. Biden isn't leading the free world. He's actively eroding it. This is how the world's looking at us right now. And it's going to be up to the next president, the Heritage Foundation, is surmising to clean up the mess and restore U.S. leadership on the global stage. I don't know if that will ever happen. But think about this. I wanted to look at this from a big picture scenario, prophetically, how the United States will not be part of a world government in the end time. PJ Media has said, hey, we are perilously close to a post-American world. New York Times even. Supposedly the bought and paid for, you know, on the left, Afghan fiasco raises hard questions for Europe. Once again, the United States has dragged its NATO allies into an embarrassing mess they had warned against bringing calls for more autonomy or their own self-governance. Europe, okay? The Economist magazine on their Charlie Mang page most of you that follow our ministry, you understand about the Charlemagne page and the revival of the Holy Roman Empire in Europe. They say why the, why the EU is still wary of America. Supposedly one of our greatest allies on the planet. They're saying, I don't know about the America anymore. CNBC, they, they had published an article, the U.S. and German relations at a crossroads as Afghanistan crisis unfolds. They actually said that Biden's decision to withdraw American troops from Afghanistan and the ensuing rapid takeover of the country by the Taliban has angered many in Europe. Some politicians, including in Germany, see these developments as a problem for the political and moral credibility of Western nations. Carlsten Brzezinski, he's a German economist, he said Germany is now realizing that the Biden administration is clearly supposedly EU friendlier and uses a more polite tone, obviously, than Donald Trump, but still keeps the U.S. first and the rest of the world second. The United States sliding off of that world leadership position, which I'm happy about, but not in a, um, a, a position of weakness. So let's talk about this power shift to Europe. Holy Roman Empire reborn the current European Union. 
back on November 3rd, 2009, in a monastery, the Lisbon Treaty was signed, right? It was at that time the Holy Roman Empire was reborn. I don't have time to go into all the prophecy today. Maybe I'll do that next week. We'll see. But this Holy Roman Empire or the current European Union is the entity that will be in power at the time. It's over the world government on this earth at the time of the Antichrist, the false prophet, and at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's the European Union, folks, not the United States. The Lisbon Treaty provided that once the Constitution was signed, Europe would have its own permanent president and foreign minister. A few weeks after the signing of the Constitution on November 19th, 2009, Herman van Rompuy of Belgium was chosen as the first European president of, um, of Europe. I think uh, Ursula von der Leyen is the president now. Catherine Ashton of Great Britain was chosen to be the first foreign minister. So the prophecy of the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire has been fulfilled. It's talked about several times in Scripture. In uh, Revelation 17, there's a picture of this governmental system of this reborn Holy Roman Empire as a beast with seven heads and ten horns. It also shows a woman riding on the back. It's Revelation 17.3. Woman riding on the back of the beast. The woman is the symbol of the Vatican. And the beast she's riding on is a symbol of the world government. And this is the prophesied union of politics and religion. The ten horns and ten toes in this prophecy symbolize the ten nation union. And out of this ten nation union, the iron mingle with clay, or the, or the Holy Roman Empire, the Antichrist will arise up among three of those kings. So there's a picture outside the uh, parliament building, the European Union Parliament building in Brussels, Belgium, of a, it's a statue of a woman, Europa, riding on the back of a bull. This is a, this is a depiction similar to the woman riding the beast in Revelation 17. The Holy Roman Empire has been reborn. The Antichrist and the false prophet cannot be far behind. And the power base of the Antichrist is now established and awaiting their arrival. So there's an article. Because of all this mess going on with Afghanistan and different places and the sliding off of the United States, the diminishing of our power on a world stage, Social Europe, a news source, published an article, The European Union and global governance because they see the United States sliding off of the power, the world global governing power and the driver behind this. They've seen this for years. So the, the, the article, the European Union and global governance, what's the Bible say is going to happen? Our, the United States being the principal driver will diminish. Europe's going to take the reins. The article states, and I'm, I just pulled a few excerpts. The EU's strategic ambition must not be just to carve out a niche for itself among the major powers, but to reshape global governance. Europe looks at themselves as the United States diminishing and they taking over their place at the table as the world's leader. That's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen, everybody. With a conference in February organized by the European Union Institute for Security Studies, and the Portuguese presidency, the EU launched a public discussion of the main objectives for its foreign policy and the means of their real, for their realization. The resulting strategic compass 
is expected to be adopted in the first half of 2022. Just ahead of us now. This year is flying by. We're at the end of August already. It goes on to say, effective political subjects must unite behind a standard as with the United States and the Soviet Union as the end of the First World War when the former set out to build a world safe for democracy while the latter spearheaded this global socialist revolution. If the EU, so the EU is sitting here watching this. If the EU merely sets out to navigate the vast ocean of um, represented by the old post-war international order, this new world order we've been talking about, based on the Westphalian system, it will remain, it will remain under the sway of the other world powers. But given that the balance of power of multipolar systems thus oscillates dangerously between cooperation and conflict with rival powers, mainly the United States, China, and Russia, jockeying for global dominance, here it is, the EU must carve out a specific role of its own. They want to be the leader as well. That's what the Bible says is going to happen. The UN, therefore, stands at an existential crossroads, life or death. If it wants to weigh in as a world power on an equal footing with the others, it must equip itself with military weapons worthy of a great technological power, including nuclear weapons, accept the ideology of nationalism, in short, becoming a European nation state, the model of a world government, or else, while not giving up on the idea of having its own military force in line with its principle of strategic autonomy, self-governance, it must strive to play a unifying role in the construction of a peaceful international order. Folks, you understand the scenario here. The United States, the international community is seeing us as a, a um, as with a, a, a presence of weakness, a position of weakness on the world stage, while the EU is saying, hey, we're setting things in place so we can have our seat at the table. And if the United States creates a vacuum... We are going to step up and take our place as the leader of the world governing body. This is exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. We're watching Bible prophecy play out right before our very eyes. Folks, the second coming of Jesus is not far ahead. Make sure you're ready to meet him when he comes back. God bless. See you tomorrow. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.